Welcome back to the Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that doesn't exist, uh, or increasingly, a movie that sucks. And Yes. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing this week again, and, you know, maybe back to a regularly scheduled cryptid next week. But, uh, Blake, before we, before we dig into this movie that we watched, uh, we have to do a second shout-out to a fan we mentioned uh, last last episode episode before i can't remember um anastasia or stasia i think is 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 what it's what thing said she actually goes by um she sent us some fan art and i'm gonna post it on twitter and facebook we have fan art yeah we have a fan who drew us art of us hunting for bigfoot and surprisingly it's not erotic (laughs) oh sadly though um (laughs) Check out our deviant our deviant yeah. art channel. Yeah, hey, so why don't you draw in the, one? Why don't in you, the liner notes. Okay, this is this is cool at all, but why didn't you draw one that dramatized the Oscar the Grouch porn that I read for the Gen Con show? Yeah, now uh, we need one of Don um, banging a Thundercat of your choice. <laughs> what, you're going to leave the choice up to her? I don't even get to pick? Well, no, the artist gets to pick. So I, you know you're getting Snarf. Well, yeah, but I was going to pick Snarf, so that's fine. <laughs> That's the, obviously the funniest one to have sex with. Is Snarf? Yeah. It's kind of, I know it's a little obvious, but. Because he's like, I mean, I'm snarfing. Snarf me, daddy. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, the Smurf. Uh, yeah, I just assume. Supply, I just assume which I hate. Smurf. Yeah. Unless it's, uh, what's his name from Rick and Morty, the autoerotic choking cat. <laughs> Whatever his name is. You know what I'm talking about, though? I don't remember that. Squanchy. Squanchy? I remember that name. Where he talks, he's like, hey, can I, you mind if I squanch, squanch here? You? Yeah. <laughs> then it's okay. And then later on, when they go to his home world, they're talking about squanching everything. <laughs> and Beth goes, I squanch my family very much. And he goes, oh, Ugh. no, gross. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, not like that, No. <laughs> So before we started recording, you were telling you're giving me the rundown on an interesting Star Wars fan theory. <laughs> it's something yeah I saw on you on YouTube the other day in in my quest to clog my brain with fictional ship statistics, <laughs> which just infuriates me that I do that. That like I don't I couldn't tell you how long a Nimitz class aircraft carrier is, which actually exists. I can tell you all the details about an Imperial Two class star destroyer. <laughs> yeah, aren't they like point uh, seven kilometers long or some shit? One point six. Because I, I used to have the, uh, essential... which also is how I remember how long a mile is. <laughs> so it is a mile long. Yeah, it's a yeah. mile long. But I they used put to... it into metric, so it wasn't be so obvious. Well, they yeah. just arbitrarily made it a mile long. Yeah, but fucking, in, of course, in the Star Wars galaxy, they don't use the Imperial system. Um. And also everybody, so I had, I used to have the essential guides to characters and the essential guide to vehicles. And so I remember like, oh, these are all like multiple kilometers long or whatever. And I also remember that like 90% of the men are exactly 1.8 meters tall. So like just Star Wars is full of six foot tall men. That's right. 
hey, the, Imper- the Imperials are pretty much like the SS. If you're under six foot, you need not apply. Well, I mean, Luke was a little short for a stormtrooper. So, <laughs> no. so okay. What, 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 a lot what? of black folks too until uh, <laughs> until until our, our, our pal Finn, Finn, and Lando. Can't forget, can't forget Lando. Well, he wasn't an Imperial though. And Wilro, Imperials were all British guys. Wilro, Hood, and his ice cream maker. Oh right, also not Imperial. Yeah okay. Uh, I think it's clear that the Imperials were racist as fuck. So, yeah, no aliens. No persons of color. No. No aliens of color. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, <laughs> the fan theory. <laughs> that's right. Back to the original. Yes. The, it's It was a, a, a silly attempt to explain why the Star Wars fighter ships fly like airplanes. They behave aerodynamically. Yes. When they're in space. And you don't bank in space. Like, I guess you could, but there'd be a bunch of rocket maneuvering involved to change. Because, like, changing direction is hard <laughs> in space. And because Star, Star Wars ships don't do that. And so their explanation is that it's the Force. Because the Force surrounds everything. And so it acts as some kind of miasma that provides aerodynamics to fighter ships. Mm-hmm. Did and that, also how is how, like, Jedi's control stuff is so they manipulate that. Does, does that explain how say, the Millennium Falcon, which has no wings and is not aerodynamic in any way. That's a lifting body. And only has rear thrusters, <laughs> turns at all, much less banks to turn. I know. It has no... Don't worry about it's, it. I, I love it when people try to do that, and they try to come up with in-universe explanations because they just cannot accept the reality that George Lucas loved World War II movies. Yeah. That they just cut they cut the gunner sequence to they cut it exactly to some world war I think it was the original Memphis Bell. So, yeah, it's, it's he even made fucking red tails ten years ago. <laughs> like he which is, he which realized is, is his bad. dream of making a World War Two airplane movie. And guess what? The airplanes in that don't behave like airplanes either. Ironic. <laughs> they behave more like Star Wars fighters. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. P fifty one can just you can just make it do whatever you want. The the first time we saw because I okay so I saw Serenity in a theater because I heard it was really good before I ever watched Firefly, and I was super excited that the Serenity has fucking directional thrusters, mm-hmm. like it has it has thrusters that turn in all directions to shoot you whichever way you want to go, and if you need to turn, it's got one on each side, so you know like you push one harder than the other. They like it's it's also not aerodynamic, but they thought about how it would need to move in space. Yeah, which it mostly what it does. Yeah, it lands so they, uh, we were talking about this because today I got because <laughs> Etsy has three D printed model ships of all kinds of things, and it's hard not to just be like I spent eight hundred dollars buying fictional Starcraft <laughs> vessels to populate. My only my only quibble is that I wish like they would adhere to a scale. <laughs> this is not this is proper one cool. sixteenth scale of this star destroyer. I, would, I just would really like to have like if I'm going to get more than one star destroyer, they should at least be to scale. So yeah, I can put them next to each other. But I got if you, one if by you scale mistake. this up next to the other one, uh, one would be one point six <laughs> kilometers, and the other would be one point eight five. But they're supposed to each be one point six kilometers. Just pick a scale is what I'm saying. <laughs> I got a Venator class Star Destroyer by mistake. 
because I was supposed to get a Paris class frigate from Halo, which <laughs> let me let me get started on that on that design. Yeah, I, I, I looked fucking, it up when I you told me. Love it. It looks like a gun. <laughs> it literally it just looks like a weird space rifle. But because, it's well, ship. there's an in-universe. What I love is that they the ships, well, at least the human ones, the the Coven and alien ones are just your typical like make it make it bulbous and weird colors. So it's a Mon Calamari ship. Kinda, yeah, yeah. They're like make it kind of organic and round with, which I get why you do that because they're terrified that us, the audience, can't keep stuff straight. Mm-hmm. So they gotta make all the alien ones are so alien. Yeah, just like in George and, Lucas's favorite World War II movies, the Japanese Zeros were all bulbous and organic and weird. <laughs> yeah, they're all purple. Yeah, because like round. Uh, uh. Hard to keep track of airplanes. But the the human shifts, they at least the the they base the form of it around the function of it, which I, I love. They took I mean it's just heavily heavily inspired by aliens. Mm-hmm. Because pretty much everything in aliens is somehow in in the Halo universe. <laughs> but they took the the idea of the Sulaco, the gun in space. Cause for movies you just design shit to look cool. Yeah. Star Wars is heavy, heavily evident of that. A Star Destroyer makes no fucking sense. But it looks pretty but it sweet. looks cool. And so they took their, their whole... The human things are all built around a big coil gun. And so they put the coil gun there first and then built the ship around it. So it it literally is just a big space gun. Oh. Okay. Which I was, is but I, that means cool. That means I was right. <laughs> That's why it looks like that. <laughs> that. That whole center gun shape is a gun. <laughs> it's a giant coil gun. And then they built the ship around that, which is cool. It's a cool design. Really dig it. So I, I, um, I want to tell you something I think is going to make you laugh before, before we talk about Night of the Demon. Oh, man, I love this movie. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, I Earlier today, I was vacuuming, and I was trying to push a chair out of the way under the table. So I, I didn't, like, go around the table and pull the chair backwards to fit the vacuum under it. I tried to push it from under the table and ended up smashing my finger in between the chair leg and the table <laughs> leg. And it hurts really bad. And, and, and my wife came down from uh, uh, the bedroom and she's like, Hey, what were you screaming about? I said, well, I smashed my finger. And she said, is it broken? And I said, I don't think so. I can move it. And so this is just, it, it, it goes to show the different worlds that we live in and, you know, in, in our, in our, lives that are separate from one another because she's a doctor and i'm uh not um <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's like well um it's it's a misconception that if you break your finger you can't bend it like it, a lot of finger breaks you can still bend it uh, you may have a mid phalanx break and i'm like well you fucking telling me that my finger is a greek military formation like some fucking kiprians or some shit just like ran their cavalry right through the middle of it and just split the whole thing to hell. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or she's like, were you, were you doing drugs while you were vacuuming the basement? And I'm like, no, you just, well, you, you just said your phalanges. What, what the fuck are you talking? You just said your finger was a Greek. Well, you just started talking a bunch of national geographic shit. I'm like, do you know what a phalanx is? Yeah, it's a finger bone. I said, it's a Greek military for the standard formation of Hellenistic. Greek. Was a phalange. I guess it's both. Oh, okay. But uh, I'm not the doctor here, I probably. <laughs> and, and so, like, she legitimately thought I was just. <laughs> I have a saying, television degree. I should shut up. I was just saying really weird shit for no reason. Because <laughs> she doesn't know or didn't know until this, this afternoon at a phalanx. Well, 
<laughs> Julie, are you not familiar with uh, the three with the the Macedonian hoplite? <laughs> the Macedonian I, phalanx, I however, Macedonian phalanx was not the standard uh, rectangular Greek phalanx. It was uh, I don't remember what shape it was, but I do remember it was one of the reasons that they were so effective against fighting a traditional phalanx is because they had modified the shape of their phalanx, and also I believe their pikes were like six feet longer than anybody else's. But uh, neither neither formation was good against the Roman uh, manipular manipular um, formations, which were more flexible and could easily cope with uh, moving and terrain and, and such. Thanks. I got you back, Donna. Yeah, I, 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 so you... I know, I know, I know. You would get the joke, but she was very confused. <laughs> okay, so if you want to watch Night of the Demon, it's free on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Totally do it. It was made in 1979 or 1980 or maybe yeah, back, 1983. Back to the podcast that we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's all part of the podcast that we do. Uh, so, a good thing our, our, our art, our art worker, artist, art worker. <laughs> yes. This edible hasn't even worked yet. <laughs> but I got to do something, Don. My entire state looks like a Fallout 4 radiation storm right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's fucking terrible. Just put on your power armor. Go to the grocery store. Yeah, um, I think 0 to 50 is the healthy air index, however, whatever that rating is. Mm-hmm. We're at like 480 right now. Cool. Too bad you're not at 420. Oh, bro. Let's just let wait the whole state's covered in weed smoke. It's 420. Oh, let me check. Let me check, dude. What do you at? Still smoke. We're at 408. It's down. Oh, that's good, I guess. <laughs> Air quality hazardous. Speaking of hazardous, this Bigfoot is no joke. Yeah. Um, so, Night of the Demon, not Night of the Demons. That's a different, that is different. different horror movie. Uh, Probably that, not as good as this one. But uh, they both, according to my friend John, have uh, tits and a, a satanic ritual scene. Oh, good. Yeah. So this movie uh, said it was from 1983 on Amazon. The Wikipedia page is titled Night of the Demon 1979 film. And then the first line is Night of the Demon is a 1980 American horror film. It also had another title originally. I don't remember what that was. Um, you have that in front of you right now? It was something involving Bigfoot, but they changed it because of the. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, nobody liked Bigfoot anymore. The dying out of the Bigfoot fad. Yeah, the 70s Bigfoot film fad. You know, it's like, thanks, Boggy Creek 2, for killing the buzz. Motherfuckers, now people, no one's going to come see my Bigfoot movie where Bigfoot rips off a guy's dick. This really bad Bigfoot story anthology is going to really yeah. muddy the waters so, for our shitty Bigfoot anthology. Just just to, <laughs> to set the stage, this is a movie with three layers. There's a frame narrative. It starts with a man in a hospital bed with the bottom half of his face all bandaged up. He, he tells like a Naruto character. Yes. I don't know which one. Any of them. I don't fucking know. <laughs> any sucks. of them whose face you don't see. Yeah. Um He We gotta if you're on the fence about watching this, a dude Bigfoot rips off that guy. Yeah, dick. yeah, I wasn't making that up. That happens. Like he's just hanging dong <laughs> while he's peeing. And then he's just standing there with his dick hanging out, and Bigfoot just reaches in and grabs it. Yep. So, 
So and then you see him like staggering down the road with just like the blood just, just blood just pouring out yeah. of his crotch. And he's going uh, uh, making this really bleeds, sad noise all over his uh. motorcycle. <laughs> so uh, the first layer of the film is this guy in the hospital bed explaining the story of how he got injured to a psychiatrist and like his doctor. And it looks like a porn's about to happen. Yeah. Based on how it's poorly lit, poorly everything. <laughs> so then it fades to the, his story he's telling, which he is a college professor named Professor Nugent. Fuck you, I some... gay. What's our what's our demo, Don? Uh is it, is it people who love these Nugent references yes. from forty years ago? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody that that listens to this show is also a huge fan of Night Ranger, so Who else loved the Motor City Madman before I was born? <laughs> So, Professor Nugent is going to take his students to hunt for Bigfoot, and throughout this story, he keeps telling them stories of Bigfoot attacks that, of course, they fade to all of those, one of which is the aforementioned dick ripping. And it's almost like the movie, the genesis of the movie was they came up, they just wrote down a bunch of sweet Bigfoot kills they wanted to film, and then built a movie around it. And Don, you mentioned something called a framing device. Uh, A frame narrative. Frame narrative, yes. Yeah, so it's a frame narrative. What uh, kind of for, writing chicanery is this? It's for the non-English majors in the audience is when your story, like the story is there, but then there's a tag at the beginning of the end uh, and the end of somebody telling that story to somebody else. They bookend it with, right. when yeah. I was a boy. Right. And so, then you see when he was a boy. And then yeah. at the end, I was a boy. The uh, the the uh, uh, where the red fern grows the novel I I can't remember the movie but the novel is a really good example of that where it opens with you know the uh, the kid as a grown up I don't fucking remember but he's like oh I remember my dogs old Dan a little the, land yeah it's like there's dogs in it that's all I remember yeah so so it has that frame uh, and then but then also the main narrative is a frame for all of these Bigfoot kills. So uh, let's just go through the Bigfoot kills first, since they're not actually important to the plot. Bigfoot does not care for naked wieners. No, because the not first one bit. The first Bigfoot kill is two people fucking in a white panel van in Bigfoot's woods. And, they made love in that Chevy van. And so we're watching this movie, a Bigfoot movie from 1979, 80, and 83. And there's tits. There's tits. Like 10 minutes in, there's there's some tits and a chick with big old hair and tits. And Bigfoot, like, rips her boyfriend out of the van and then murders him on top of the van. And she's not terribly concerned that her slam piece is getting murdered by Bigfoot on top of the van. No, she's screaming. She just moans the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like, she sounds like... She doesn't know the difference between horror and orgasm. And the director was just, just like, said, no. just keep yeah, just, more of this. Is, is, keep is, screaming. That, is that all you can do? That's fine. That'll work. Your tits are out. Whatever. <laughs> she neglects to cover up. And then, which actually I kind of, I commented that I like that because that's not like, you're not going to think about covering your tits when someone's getting murdered on top of your van. Like you wouldn't pull it up like every other movie does. I feel like you'd just be like, ah, I don't care if I'm naked. <laughs> 
I'm just going to continue moaning sexually. Yeah. So then the guy starts to like slowly like slide down the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> and just like uh, still twitching and uh, moaning. Maybe. Maybe he was getting his dick ripped off. Uh, we, we don't. We don't see it. We can't. Uh, we can't say with confidence that he wasn't. That's true. And we have at least one piece of evidence that he that that, that that's what Bigfoot enjoys. Yeah, or maybe he was being sexually assaulted by Bigfoot because that happens too. Yep. But uh, here's the the really weird thing I think is that uh, this movie practically opens with five minutes straight of. Naked tits. And they're pretty alright tits, too. But then there are no tits was for the there? rest. Uh, yeah, I thought they are pretty alright. Was it the, at the beginning? Yeah, it was near, right near the beginning. It was, at, like, it was the first story he told his students. Oh, right. Because yeah. they have... <laughs> they're in a classroom, and he's telling them about it. Telling Bigfoot stories. And then there is not, a, not no more tits through the rest of the movie. Like, what kind of movie, what kind of shitty horror movie opens with tits and then doesn't have any for the rest of the movie? It's just, it's weird. I do, I like the, well, for us, for one of them that you brought up later, like, did he describe all of this? Yeah. He's like, I don't want, like, like some guy in the back's like, yeah, what do tits look like? <laughs> well, then, they were. Like, he's like, he has to describe yeah, them. In they were detail. a pleasant B cup. Maybe it was a small C. <laughs> Yeah, but like, uh, and and so they were fucking real hardcore. All right, college students in my class that is happening right now. They were and fucking nothing in this van. I mean, nothing. <laughs> like this is a murder van. Yeah, it, it has no windows. It is a murder Empty molester van. Van empty Just except those metal, the yep. metal sides. They had nothing a sheet. Outside. They had a sheet and their genitals. And <laughs> so the guy's like, yeah, so they're fucking just real hot and heavy. And her hair is like the size of a football field. Just fucking, you know how hair is these days. It's just huge. It makes it so much grosser to imagine this professor, like, really <laughs> describing this in detail. And then she screamed in ecstasy, Professor Nugent, don't you mean horror? I said what I said. <laughs> you heard me. Oh, by the way, Professor Nugent looks like uh, cheap knockoff <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Uh, shit, what did I call him? It's budget. Not, I budget called him Reynolds. Budget Reynolds. Yeah, budget Reynolds. So that's <laughs> the first Reynolds. kill. Uh, then I think the biker kill was next, or was there another one? There were a bunch of these kills. I don't know. I didn't keep them in order. Yeah, that most of them. I just remember my favorites. Yeah, so there was the dick ripping kill, which we've already explained in great detail, and then the hardest one to imagine this guy explaining to his his class is one we're going to attempt to explain to you now. Two Girl Scouts, obviously played by, like, 30-something-year-old women. Yeah, they are Girl Scout leaders. Yes. Who had, they, I'm sure they cleared that logo because they're just wearing Girl Scouts. Or, no, it's, it's logo. Right, no. I, if you look closely, it actually said Germ Skirts. Yeah, Germ Skirts. <laughs> germ Skirts is Merinker. You're wearing some kirkies. You know, it's like whenever, whenever in a 90s sitcom, like, Tim Taylor pulls out a Diet Coke, but they just, like put red tape over it so it looks funny yeah you just gotta greek it yeah. and they're they're going through the woods and they're like, Hermagerd, sir, sir, sir. Mr. it's burp burp so bigfoot starts chasing <laughs> them not, they're not gonna be funny to me they pull chef's knives out of nowhere i'm gonna stir them <laughs> they just have a stir pair, with your nerve just a pair of kitchen knives big old knives they have some pretty big knives and that they produce from <laughs> 
They're not clearly like I don't remember them clearly like wearing big no, big fist blade knives. I don't remember seeing knife, them even having suddenly... them until Bigfoot <laughs> grabs both of their their knife hands and then pulls has them stab each other with each other's knives over and over and over again. What really made me laugh is you think is you saying. So did he describe this? It's like, okay, so then Bigfoot grabs her arm like this, and then Bigfoot grabs the other one's arm like, like this. this, and then he's like, <laughs> stab, stab, stab. stab each other. And then their blood goes all over the place. <laughs> Professor, how do you know this happened if they both died? Uh, so anyway, her tits were out. Yes, anyway. She had pretty, pretty oh, sweet nips. Back to, oh, back to the dick ripping. <laughs> like, I'm pretty confident they just gave that guy like an extra twenty bucks to just so hang his real dong out because way cheaper than making a fake one. Like in 1980, how easy was it to get like a reasonably realistic rubber dick? Probably not as easy as it would be today. Yeah, these days you just go down the road to the sex shop, and you can get a realistic <laughs> dildo. Maybe it, maybe even painted with veins. So yeah, I'm saying today easy peasy, but back then, yep. It's like that was probably like a drive up to West Hollywood, minimum. Uh, any other Bigfoot kills we're forgetting? That the, the of just of the ones he told his students. Well, there's the Bigfoot rape. Yes, but that's different. See, he doesn't tell that story. Well, that that's part of the actual plot. No, that's part. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, no, the the hip, the hypnotized girl tells us that story. Yeah, you so, know the, yeah. you know the one where they just like dangle a watch in front of her like a fucking cartoon, and then she's hypnotized. No, it wasn't even a watch; it was like a key on a string. <laughs> so I don't, if they, did, they did the the pendulum object. Yeah. Okay, and they so, take this poor this poor backwoods Nell. They so, find. He's <laughs> like tying away in Bigfoot. Ugly Jodie Foster. <laughs> so the they they go these people these this fucking group of undergrads uh like, one of whom i think looks like an adult munchkin and uh one of whom like, like, like it looks like, like he went marble. to the barber shop and asked for the mark hamill and got the original starbuck instead he got oh, the, the that's my star. joke you son of a bitch <laughs> So uh, they a member, a grown up member of the Lollipop Guild. They take he a wanted boat. a Mark Hamill, but they gave him a Dirk Benedict. They they take a boat out to some <laughs> old man's cabin. Uh, a fucking budget. Oh, what did I say? The guy from uh, Hitler and the man who killed Hitler, and then the Bigfoot. Oh, uh, yeah, mustache. Uh, Sam. Sam Elliott. Elliot, yeah. Yes. Budget Sam Elliott, who they knock on his cabin door and they're like, hey, can you tell us about Bigfoot? He's just like, I got to go hunting. And he walks off into the woods with a shotgun. So they just pitch tents and camp on his front lawn. Yeah. Get out of my yard. And when he comes back, they're like, oh, hope you don't mind if we camp on your lawn. And he's like, he's really gruff. Anything goes in Jellystone Park. And, uh, and then... The uh, professor Nuge talks to him in his cabin later that night and learns some shit. I don't remember what the guy told him, but it was just to move the plot forward. And then they go talk around to people in the local town and find out about the aforementioned hypnotized girl who everybody knows of, but nobody really knows where, who she was or what she did or where she disappeared to. But she had a deformed baby at one point. 
Is this before or after they interrupt the satanic ritual? That's before. Okay. Yeah. So haven't yep. gotten to that yet. Yep. Uh, which is like it, it. It actually is. It has a plot that makes sense, except for that one chunk that's just kind of in there out of nowhere. <laughs> but I mean, if, if you took the act, just the plot elements of the movie, it'd be like twenty minutes long. Yeah. So they uh, they they go back to their campsite on the man's lawn and wake up the next morning and find that somebody has gotten rid of their boat, cut their boat loose, which had all of their food and their ammo in it, ammunition, because yeah. the kid. Very specifically says ammunition each and every time. They don't have ammo for their guns because they left it in the boat with the food. It's like yeah, they they brought the guns with them. Yeah, but not they didn't bring anything to shoot out of the guns. No, no, because who needs that? We forgot all our gun food. <laughs> all our, our food munition, it's all gone. So they then they're chopping through the woods looking for the cabin where this this lady with the deformed baby is supposed to live. And the first night they spend in the woods, yes, they come across a satanic ritual. <laughs> yep. And they just hear people like chanting to Moloch and they have a weird wicker Bigfoot as part of the satanic ritual. Right. <laughs> Seriously, a wicker man Bigfoot effigy? Not very, just you know, like a, like a life size one, not yeah. a two story tall. No, 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 no. Wicker man, yeah. Wicker man, it's Bigfoot, a, a Bigfoot sized Wicker Wickerfoot. And then, and then Nicholas Cage pops out of nowhere and just starts punching all the women. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the ritual is uh, some dudes about to rape some woman. So they they shoot their gun that they didn't have any ammo for. It's just, just now hitting me that they complained that all their ammo was gone, but then they shot the gun to scare away the <laughs> state. Like one round in each. Cause they shoot the <laughs> shotgun later. Yeah. Okay. What? No, that was the shotgun. They stole from hypnotized lady. Oh, the one that had the rope holding it together. <laughs> was tied together because yeah. it was rusty. So they, so they scare away the Satanists and then they go back to camp uh, and then they tromp through the woods some more. They hear another Bigfoot story. And then the next night, two of them go off to get hot and heavy in a sleeping bag. And they capture Nick Cage and put him in the wicker Bigfoot. Yes. And then release all the Bigfoots. Yes. And he's in there screaming, no, not the Bigfoots. <laughs> I think you're getting this confused with a different movie. Killing me won't bring back your honey. Ah! <laughs> and then the Bigfoots kill him. <laughs> um, No. Incorrect. Bigfoot, I want to see that movie now, though. Bigfoot just... Well, I mean, for 10 bucks, Nick Cage will do it. He's Nick Cage. He, 10 bucks? Yeah. He'll do, like, any movie. He needs the money. He spends his money poorly. Uh, <laughs> so Bigfoot shows up and, like, scratches the fuck out of the dude's back while he's on top of the chick in the sleeping bag. One swipe. Yeah. Uh, blood everywhere, but they, he's still alive. So they fix up his back and they make their way to the uh, weird mute lady's cabin and just kind of force themselves inside. Yeah, they don't respect Nell's property very well. No. They just bust right in there. Like, and they make a campsite on her front lawn, too. They find a locked door. Yeah. In her little in her ramshackle cabin, start busting it open while she screams at them not to. This is after they stole her shotgun. And I'm just now realizing the exterior of which does not match what we see on the. <laughs> just realizing like how big that place was on the inside. Oh, it's a TARDIS. 
where on the outside it's like a, a shotgun Kaczynski shack, yeah. maybe, like being generous. And then they go inside of it, and there's multiple rooms and a basement. Yep. Right? Was there a basement? Um, there's, a, there's a tool room. There's a, the, the creepy Jesus room behind the locked door. I think multiple there was a basement. Rooms. Yeah, so she won't talk until they break down the door in the house of the stranger they just force their way into like, the mentally hey, what's ill in, stranger. They just kick it open. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, retard lady, what you got behind the padlock? Richie freaks yeah. out. So then uh, and they're and I love it. They're so confused. Like, why is she freaking out that we just forced entry into one of her rooms? <laughs> and she and starts ah, goes so she nail, finally, nail bananas. She finally goes uh, gets vocal and starts screaming about her baby. And they try to hypnotize her, and it fails. And then they try to hypnotize her, and they succeed. And we get her story. So someone else telling a third layer of, of Inception story into this movie. About oh, don't Incept me. When she was, a, when she was <laughs> 14 or 15, the dude's like, tell us. He's like swinging his little thing back and forth. Way back when you were 14 or 15. And she's obviously Three or like four years five, ago. maybe. <laughs> and the only difference between her and the present and her in the past was she had pigtails and a dress. Yeah, this is, of course, back in the time period when you were, you either looked like you had two options. You had three options. You had like child teenager or 45 yep and those were like your options and all she looks like on the like long end of teenager, teenager. all of the students everyone else was like were 45 50. yeah and so her story to the the room they break into is full of like creepy religious paraphernalia very very catholic which is weird because as i tried to explain to blake having grown up catholic uh, people who you leave society in the woods. yeah, uh, are, and live in the woods in a shack are not Catholic. Those are Protestants. It's a Protestant that wheelhouse. Is, that is a deep, <laughs> deep Protestant living in that shack. And But no, he's Catholic. There's Virgin Marys all over the place. Say what you will about Catholics. Not in the, not no. in the ramshackle not, woods hanging out yeah. with Bigfoot. Not really hovel dwellers. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the opulence. You know what they're <laughs> worshiping. Hi, this is my waddle and daub Virgin Mary. <laughs> I made this out of poop. <laughs> All I had. It's poop. No, it's a little bit sacrilegious, but yeah. I think they'll understand. It's uh, poop uh, for the Pope. You get it? It's uh, yeah. yeah. It's poopery. You don't have your paper. Your papery. <laughs> popery. Your papist popery. Papist popery. <laughs> that sounds like a Yankee Yankee candle. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a it's a very pleasant scent that worships the, the Virgin new, Mary as a the god. New, the new votive candle from from Yankee candles. Tape it's shaped potpourri. like Mary, or no, shaped like the Pope. It's potpourri. <laughs> that's someone's already for sure. That's already exists, right? It's got to. It smells like Francis's funny hat. I love how I feel super clever, but that's for sure that's existed for like 50 years. All right. Give me here. Vamp. Vamp. While I look it up. <laughs> Looking at potpourri. What does it smell like? You think? Does it smell like that thing they swing around? The sensor? <laughs> yes. Yes. It smells like the incense. It yeah. smells like that. It comes Frank in frankincense and myrrh. Okay. This is a book I think I need to purchase. It is called Potpourri. What you don't remember from Catholic school. 
<laughs> but like all the popes who were married or who murdered other popes. How many Catholics know that the, that a priest invented the fax machine? How many know why Saint Elmo is portrayed in art with his intestines hanging out? Because uh, he's fucking metal. That's why he makes the right. best steak in in the entire Midwest, and he is metal as shit. Uh, Saint Elmo's Steakhouse, downtown Indianapolis, and then dope ass fire. Yeah. Uh, and that bitchin' song about his dope-ass fire. How often do you hear about items like Pope on a Rope soap or the lettuce spray lawn sprinkler shaped like Pope John Paul II? The sprinkler squirts water out his outstretched arms as it spins. So it's like wacky water weasel, but Pope John Paul II? Yeah. Let's see, what else? Okay, so I, I search Pope Paris, oh, and that's, back, that's the only I, thing that comes up. You think that's just surplus from when he was around, or is there still demand? Uh, (laughs) The book was published in 94, so... Nice. Okay, so I went to the Google search uh, results fourth page and got the ChristianityToday.com, a potpourri of movies. It's an article about the John Paul II International Film Festival. To make a million dollars with my candle idea. Yeah, I think it's the only one. That, uh, it's, uh, you're, you're the only one to come up with that. With a certificate that says expressly permitted by Vatican II. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, <laughs> crazy old, crazy old Catholic hick dad uh, wearing his overalls. Oh, yeah. He was like uh, Bobo Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, uh, it's a real Green Acres looking motherfucker, and uh, who should sound like the guy from Pet Cemetery and does, does not. not. No. And I was so angry that he should be. He ought not to go off that way. That's where Bigfoot is. No, instead he's just like you had sex with a boy. You had, and she like didn't, but she believes him, and he's whipping her with a belt, and so she prays to Jesus. To absolve her of the sin that she doesn't remember, but she knows she committed because dad said she did. And uh, then her dad gets mad that she's praying. You don't. What he's like? Don't you sully this hallowed room? Something they have this like Victorian Jesus or uh, Mary room. Yep. And because she maybe had sex with the boy, she's not even Tumbled allowed to ask forgiveness. Shack in the woods. There's. <laughs> So like Victorian furniture and he kicks her out. He kicks her out into the woods at night. And we see, which we haven't mentioned this yet. We see, we see the beast vision because we regularly see things from Bigfoot's point of view. Yes. Yeah, so that's a Bigfoot uh, creature vision. Yeah. It's uh, it's just um, a, an oval and then the outside of it is tinted red. Pretty spooky. Yeah. Real spooky. So Bigfoot sees her. And just rapes her. Like right in front of the house. Yeah, as her dad is watching and refuses yeah, to do right. anything. That's right. He's getting her with a shotgun going, yeah. oh, Lord, help. No, no. He says she asks him for help and she, he goes, he asks her, she asks him for help and he goes, you deserve this. Oh, that's right. He just lets it happen. You deserve to be sexually attacked by a cryptozoological horror <laughs> but then eventually bigfoot like gets off of her and he shoots bigfoot and bigfoot runs away and then it cuts to her giving birth and to her monster baby yeah her 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 lumpy baby that there's, they, a, there's a good montage of her like 
seemingly the same amount of pregnant because they, they don't really bother. Like she's a little bit now. She's a lot. And she's just walking around holding her stomach mm-hmm. while her dad's like, please, Jesus, kill it. <laughs> but he, but Jesus you can, doesn't you can take the girl too. And she's screaming in pain. And then daddy pulls out her, uh, <laughs> the cabbage patch doll covered in like shaved pubes. Exactly. It looked like a baby doll just covered in in just goo. Like goo pubes, pubes and goo. It was it was gross and silly at the same time. It's like that's obviously a doll. <laughs> Although it looks more realistic than the American sniper baby. It's true. Nobody had to move its arm for it. The Cooper wasn't wiggling it. <laughs> they, so uh the dad kills the the, the Bigfoot baby. And it's one of the graves that they saw. We forgot to mention the graves in front of the hovel as they were right. walking up to invade this person's property. Uh, they they go the immediately go dig it up. Yeah. They go dig it up, and there's a deer skull in there. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's not human. I'm like, no shit, stupid. That's a deer skull. <laughs> deer skull. He gave birth to a deer's head. <laughs> Tell you that. That's, like, that's, that's some real fucking uh, the Plan 9 guy. Uh, Ed Ed Wood. Oh, I don't know. Like, it's very Ed Wood. Yeah, they, they open this box, and all that's in there is a skull that takes up the entire box. So it's yeah, it's big. It's, it's like it's, it's a like, big deer skull. You've seen Ed the movie Ed Wood, right? The biopic. Yeah, yeah, where like one of the most common things that Ed Wood says is they won't notice. It's the magic of Hollywood. Yeah. You know, somebody was like, "Dude, that's a deer skull." No, they won't know. Nobody knows what bones look like. A skull. Don't worry that it's bigger than the baby would have could have. <laughs> this teenage girl just gave birth to a deer head <laughs> shaped suspiciously oh, like that's a, a baby that's doll a fucking creepy yeah that's a scary image yeah that is just that's a creepy head movie. comes out yeah they're like i see the head and then just, <laughs> just all that head. comes out oh, yeah. they, that's ugh, that's a like cronenberg that movie that's 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 a good horror movie <laughs> yeah Ooh, write that down ah so you want me to add that to our list horror movie where lady gives birth to a deer head just just ahead just your question mark (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah so um then bigfoot shows up that night bigfoot shows up yeah and conveniently yeah he's been hanging around she says then because she's talking now she's fully verbal again Mm -hmm. that's how that works and bigfoot shows up and starts attacking the house. And for the first time, we really get a good shot of Bigfoot's front, where like from behind, he actually looks kind of like greasy and shaggy. And it was like it's a it's a halfway yeah. effective Bigfoot suit from behind. From behind, he looks he looks, he looks pretty good from yeah. the back. Yeah, but from the front, uh, Blake said it just looks like tall Blanca, <laughs> or or he looks like that little the little guy, the little caveman dude from uh, Land of the Lost. <laughs> You know the little caveman guy, but big. For a second, I was like, "The dude, the little, the little, the guy from uh, Island of Doctor Moreau, that guy, that little guy." <laughs> yes, it's a it big version be. of that guy. He had a KFC bucket on his head. Uh, yeah, so so Bigfoot uh, is breaking through windows and trying to get in, and and they shoot their one bullet they had in the shotgun that's held together with a rope. Chaka. Yeah, he looks like grown up Chaka from Land of the Lost, yeah. where he's just red. <laughs> the brown hair and but like a naked face naked belly no dick yeah, he looks like a shaggy caveman yeah so uh but okay then bigfoot breaks in and knocks out somebody 
Like if somebody gets knocked out. But then they all they all go to a room that I thought they were running to the Jesus room, but it turns out to be the tool room. There's a whole separate room. <laughs> yeah. Like saws and hammers and shit. Yeah, like the workshop. And Which no one no one attempts to use. Uh, Bigfoot cuts a dude's uh, torso open, like cuts his, his belly open on a saw blade. That's right. There's a big ass there's a big ass like old timey two two person saw that's and, just like positioned yeah, there for big yeah, to like, like throw a, a guy like on. A, like a so Dutch lumberjack him. saw. And then he falls off of it. It's like Ugh! with then, a big slice in the middle of him, and then Bigfoot big just reaches in and pulls his guts, guts out. out. Starts using them like nunchucks. He's just swinging like, them around like, like this, the, is, this is the writer's room. Oh, dude, 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 dude. Oh, he's All right, around. What if after Bigfoot rips that biker's dick off, what if he uses some guy's guts as nunchucks? <laughs> Fuck yeah. The dude, the guy getting his throat cut on the window bummed me out. I didn't like that. No, that was a little, they, they, they overplayed that, was pretty, that a little. That was kind of gruesome. Yeah. And uh, then Bigfoot picks up. The, the, the only two people left at this point are uh, are a blonde chick and Professor Nugent. And he yeah, picks, Budget he, Reynolds. He grabs the blonde chick, and I'm like, oh, I know what's about to happen. We already know Bigfoot likes blondes. But nope, nope. Bigfoot takes a pitchfork and rams the pitchfork through her body. <laughs> That's right, and she kind of stumbles. She bumbles around with a pitchfork yeah. in her. Like, it's uh, like, uh, look it, at this effect we did. Look, uh, the world's strangest uh, wonder. And then is, is slowly, like, yeah, and slowly and carefully <laughs> rolls puts, over, puts herself on the floor. <laughs> then realizes she can't really lay in that position and rearranges herself. And then moves one more time. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, it was like it was like sixty to ninety seconds of her writhing and arranging herself with this broken off pitchfork. Sticking that through was her super back. Ed Wood. Like we got it. <laughs> Should we do that maybe one more time so it doesn't look so stupid? No, we got no, it. No, we got it. She uh, she got stabbed and then she went down. It's good. So what if it took a minute and a half, two <laughs> minutes for her to do this really clumsily? And uh, then they were making some tea because there's also this is also apparently the kitchen because the stove is in there. And God, there's always tea. Bigfoot takes always. Professor Nuge's face. And just slams it down on the hot stove. That was unpleasant. And then runs away. And then we fade back out to the frame, which, to be completely honest, I had forgotten it started with a frame. And by the third Bigfoot story, I said to Blake, wouldn't it be great if this movie ended and it faded out and it was another guy telling this story to other people? And then so it, then Bigfoot took his head yeah. and mashed it into this old-timey stove, but it only affected this the part. Lore. Even yeah. though you see his entire head get rammed into yep. the stove, and burned up. it only affects below with his eyeballs. He's like, he's like vertical Two-Face. <laughs> the other direction? Yeah, he's Two-Face, 90 degrees off Two-Face. But he doesn't have any pain. He just had a perpendicular face. <laughs> He just speaks completely clearly to everybody in the room about this. And, he has crazy eyes. Yeah. And so then the, the psychiatrist and the doctor and, like, a cop or whatever are like, well, Mr. Psychiatrist, what do you think? Well, it's truly a bizarre story. And the last line uh, of the movie. He's criminally cr- insane. I have no choice but to label him criminally insane. Credits. Yeah, credits. The credits. Like, oh. That's it. Like, okay, that's like, it. No- Where's the denouement? Like, just well, he, okay. he came out of the woods by himself. He obviously murdered them all with no, 
All we have is his word. No one looked. <laughs> Sir, do you think that I use that guy's the intestines as nunchucks? I can assure you, sir. And everyone's wearing flannel. Yeah, everyone. Everyone. This entire group that goes into the woods has a different color and pattern of flannel. <laughs> it's visually it's visually unpleasant. Yep. I mean, the whole Bigfoot movie. would just have been confused and would be unable to choose choose a target prey it's it's visually unpleasant because it was shot on like cheap small film stock in 1979 and they didn't have enough lighting ever it's yeah it's it's very underlit yeah especially the night scenes like what the daytime scenes when they're lit by the sun are fine like yeah natural lights is very forgiving we see the dick pretty well and and we see all the dick blood pretty well (laughs) and they lit the tits pretty well now that i think about it if you blow it up, though, it's probably going to get grainy. Grainier. Yeah, you wouldn't want grainy dick. <laughs> he that he is not a cool guy. Like I have hung out with grainy dick before, <laughs> all the time. Like, hey, you want some corn? How about some millet? Uh, like we were we're going for like a Willem Dafoe, like a kind of a like a weird looking, creepy looking guy who might who's either really gross or really cool yeah yeah you 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 want grainy dick then grainy dick can do that yeah, for you grainy dick. <laughs> so that was the movie watch it seriously it was fun it was dumb fun i enjoyed it i, quite I, a I bit. did too it's that just, kid just the, that poor kid with no shoulder with no neck <laughs> the one i was calling um big <laughs> big munchkin <laughs> that guy entertained me a lot I mean, big big munchkin with his like his dangly arms coming out of his head, his just head. oh, it was, <laughs> it was so. <laughs> and like as c- compared to uh, the last one we watched with the chupacabra, like it, it's this very way better. It's very tight compared to that one. Like it, yeah. <laughs> they talk. They talk to a priest when they're gathering intel, and I was like, uh, "Excuse me, son. I'd love to talk to you more about Bigfoot, but I have to go have a ten minute conversation about doing a doing a Spanish confession." Half of which is in Spanish. <laughs> like, so, like, there's there's a lot of stuff that's not relevant to the plot, but it doesn't actively set the movie back. And it's, yeah, it, it's, it's just a separate yeah. Bigfoot story. Like, that... the movie has kind of a grindhouse feel, like a bit of a grindhouse feel. So the fact that they cut in a satanic ritual and a bunch of random <laughs> fantasy Bigfoot kills, like, okay, fine. Yeah. I quite I quite enjoyed Night of the Demons. Yeah, I, I and uh, now I kind of watch kind of want to watch Night of the Demons because that's what Amazon suggested. We forgot about the sleeping bag kill. Fuck! How could we forget the sleeping bag kill? The one that I made you text me about this more, movie. There's one more thing because I really really like sleeping bag kills. They're great because of oh, it's 1980 something. It's mm. not the prophecy. It's just prophecy. prophecy. I, I, mel- we could do a whole hour on just <laughs> on Melty Bear because I fucking love Prophecy because it has Melty Bear. See, I got I, I love sleeping bag kills from the one good scene in Jason X. Like I know there's more. Like I, there's from I know there's some Jason ones. Yeah, but my all time favorite is from Prophecy where Melty Bear attacks in the middle of the night and this kid jumps up in a mummy bag, so it's just the face. So it's just sleeping bag body with just the face coming out. And I don't know if I think the kid jumps up and is like hopping, trying to hop away from Melty Bear. <laughs> and Melty Bear just goes, Poof, I think it just hits him. 
and goes flying into a tree and explodes. I think Melty Bear is going to be the cover art for this episode, so you can see what the hell he's talking about. I love Melty Bear because there aren't re- there probably aren't any even halfway decent shots from this actual movie we watched used as a cover art. <laughs> I'll use Melty Bear. We well, should. We uh, I had a like Melissa and I were toyed with doing a a creature feature podcast that we actually re- tried to record a couple episodes for and we just never did, I just never did anything with it never got around because I it. love creature movies and prophecy fits the bill perfectly well if you want to if you ever get around to it um we can just pop it up here on the hidden zoo feed was um I, don't know if I still have those shit there was something that Oh, yeah. Um, so you got Tom and John, friends of the show. I have a group chat with them. And uh, Tom was watching a horror movie called House the other day. And he said... Oh, yeah. The one with the, the finger? I think so. I, I the know. one that, that the box art everyone our age know, uh, will remember. <laughs> he uh, He's like, you know what would be a good quarantine podcast is just watching and talking about movies with house or home in the title. And I was like, if you oh, want to... quite a few. So if you want to do that, like, we'll just toss them up on the Hidden Zoo feed. Like, we'll just make it very clear that this is, we're just putting a secondary <laughs> series in here so I don't have to spend more money on a different feed. Out of some out of universe. Yeah, it's, 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 we can do that. That's fine. So if you want to do, if you have any creature feature stuff, we can toss that up. That'd be There's fun. three house party movies. Yep. Home Alone's one, two, three, and four. Yikes. There's house. There's house two. Yeah. There's, uh, oh shit, what's the one that Julie and I really liked? It was like the only found footage movie I've enjoyed. Demon House or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell House. I think it was just Hell House because it was set in a Hell House at Halloween. That was actually pretty pretty good. Sequels, Diminishing Returns, but the first one was good. Uh, huh, yeah. there, I mean, there are a bunch. No more that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more, but I think I've listened. I was, like, I was just hung up on all the house party movies. <laughs> thinking about those who's gonna make house party two house party look like house party two yep um house okay here's just a list play fear house lawrence is in them houses house for mermaids in the dog house the lighthouse the lighthouse that's a good one i enjoyed that one a lot animal house road house of course Uh of course house of wax house of a thousand corpses monster house last house on the left House on Haunted Hill, whichever house version guest. you prefer. Man of the House. Sinbad. Sorority House Massacre. Sorority House Massacre 2. <laughs> Cider House Rules. <laughs> That'd be an interesting one for us to talk about, I'm sure. Big Mama's House. Oh. Yeah. Can you put? I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for a Tyler Perry excursion. That's not Tyler Perry. That's Martin Lawrence. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, because they all look alike, right, Blake? Is there, is there a Medea's house? Racist piece of shit. Is there what? I'm pretty sure there's yeah. a Medea's house. It's the same old lady makeup. It doesn't care who's under it. That could be Danny DeVito. It looked like the same thing. <laughs> Zombie hell house. It's just It's just if Mrs. Doubtfire was black, they, everybody would look like that. The house bunny. The haunting of hell house. Hell house? Oh, that's a ripoff. A doll's house? Oh yeah, with Torvald. I see. I remember oh, that. I read have that. Have I told play. you the the story behind why Black Dynamite wasn't very popular? No. Or why it didn't get wide release? Why? Because that movie fucking rules. I know, right? 
Well, I talked to the second unit director from who I know from um, the Paper Tigers. Because mm-hmm. his brother was fiendish Dr. Wu. <laughs> and so he got to do a bunch of like second unit work on it. I, I think he's in it, too. I need to re- rewatch it. I haven't watched it since I worked that. I think he's in it somewhere. But it got huge uh, festival buzz. And Sony bought it like immediately because of every. It sold out like every festival thing. Everybody loved it, and then they started uh, screen testing it, <laughs> and it bombed at the screen tests. Like everyone hated it. <laughs> I was like, uh, but why? And Ron, the guy I was talking to, says, "Oh well, they showed it to the Tyler Perry crowd, <laughs> and it was like just like old ladies, and they hated it. <laughs> and so then that that helped." take it on its uh, distribution really bad test audience so the test audiences all hated it and so it didn't get it didn't get released in theaters like hardly anywhere and it's a rad movie i fucking love that movie i just learned last week that there was a cartoon yeah i never it's pretty good i never even knew it i want to watch it now it's pretty good but i prefer the live action one because of they spent they spent a lot of time goofing on it's it's Directly based on Dolomite, so yeah. visually it looks like you'll see like the boom mic will dip in, <laughs> yep, randomly, and they won't. Okay, like once or twice they acknowledge it, but most of the time you can just see it just dip <laughs> a little bit, and just the way just the way they they shoot it, it looks exactly like Dolomite. It's really good. Love it. All right, we're pushing an hour. We talked for an hour. We we we, we did our normal fifteen minutes of bullshit. We just talked for almost forty five minutes about. <laughs> Night of the Demon. A lot to talk about. I actually oh, really, I, I would say I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had an enjoyable experience, but I'm probably not going to watch it again. Yeah. I would never watch it by myself because I liked it. You know what I mean? It would be a good one. That's like a good one to riff. Yes. That's like. If, if you actually sat down and watched something a couple of times. And then like, yeah. Came, yeah. It, that's a good one to pick. Yeah. If we wanted There's to a lot do. To work with. That, and that's something I've, I've considered doing. I can't remember if I mentioned this to you, but like, why don't, that's something we could totally do is release an episode that is a real time commentary. <laughs> do our own. Kevin Smith did that. He's done that before. Oh, has he? he? He did that for all the Batman movies when he first started his Fat Man on Batman podcast. And uh, re-watching those with his, him and my, uh, Mark Bernardin's commentary is what made me realize that, no, Batman and Batman Returns are actually bad movies. And Forever <laughs> and Batman and Robin aren't as bad as you think. Cause he's just, I love Batman and Robin because it's just a, such a hot mess it's so cheesy everything i love it that and batman forever are super campy but they know that they're campy and batman and batman returns are super campy but tim burton is completely unaware of his own level of camp he brings to those movies like he's treating these super seriously but batman returns doesn't have a plot like there's no no the only person uh, wants to be mayor yeah why because he was shunned no, he wants to be mayor because there's an episode of the Bill Dozier series where the penguin runs for mayor and Tim Burton liked it. That's why the penguin wants to be mayor. And, like, <laughs> nobody in this movie has any motivation except for Catwoman. Like, her whole thing is she wants to kill the dude who killed her before the magic alley cats brought her back to life. I don't fucking know. It's a horrible movie. It's very bad. 
I'm indifferent. I don't give a shit about Batman anymore. I never really did. But I just love Batman and Robin because it is crazy bananas goofy the entire time. Mr. It Freeze. never lets up. Like, just when you think, like, well, that was silly. <laughs> oh, you thought that was silly? He's like Schumacher's like, oh, now, now he's making his henchmen oh, sing jingle wait. bells and eat frozen TV dinners. There's so many more ice puns. <laughs> Yeah, but I have a theory about that. I don't think those were in the script. I think those were a condition of Arnold taking the role. Because Arnold loves his puns and his one-liners. If so, even better. Yeah. Even like, better. He's like, were, I, can only, I can only be on set for yeah, four hours a day. Were, also, I get four hours of puns. I have been reading this script, and I tell you, I do like Batman. I would much love to be in a Batman movie, but I noticed there are no one-liners, there are no puns in this script, so I do have some notes. If I play the Mr. Freeze, you know I can say things like, <laughs> it is ice to see you, Batman. Ice punch. to meet you. Oh, punch cool out. Be cool, Batman. Chill out. So there's so many chill things out. I can say. That's one of my favorites. It's chill out. Chill out. You know what killed the dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. So, so good. It's, In the still, yeah, it's, and it's so just, good. it looks like uh, like when they turn the black lights on at the skate rink. <laughs> yep, the whole movie looks like that. The whole movie looks like that, where it's like, it's time for crazy skate. <laughs> and, and Gotham City is this n- nightmare of broken bridges and 50-story statues with buildings in their arms. And it's, it's, yeah. it's an architectural funhouse. <laughs> it's, it's fucking mm-hmm. bizarre. I don't know. I'm not grounded enough in that. It's, it's, it's I'm sure there's like an architectural joke, yeah, to be be had there that I don't like. I know it's there. I just don't have the the background to to make it. No, it's uh, it's so it's so dumb, but in a lovely way. It's a, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna call it. So we're gonna be done. <laughs> we'll keep going we're, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, any 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 last uh, uh, last last words? Thanks, final thoughts. Thanks for the art. Thanks for the art. I'm gonna post it on Facebook and Twitter probably after this show posts. Cool. Yeah. Just get because now is a bad. We're recording this at uh, nine. It's now like nine fifteen Eastern. And it's gonna go up just in time to technically be out on Monday. So I am not gonna post it at night. Oh, it's we'll Monday. See. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is. Okay, it is. Doesn't matter. All right. Um, well, I'm going to play us out with this one that I found. Got a cool new jam. I think we've used this. Oh, our anime. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for listening. And, uh, you know, draw us some art. Send it to us at hiddendo69 at gmail.com. Even if it's or bad. If you want to make an anime open based on this? this jam. Yeah. It's called Road Trip by Scott Holmes. It's royalty-free. It's only a minute, 48 seconds long. About perfect for uh, an anime open for us. You can totally do that. Include uh, include the uh, fucking Bigfoot team. It's a formula. I mean, yeah. just look on... Yeah. You gotta have... Plug in... Plug in the plug in the components to the formula. So it's like a, it's, it's got to have us. It's got to have the protagonist of uh, the Crypto Club show that we talk about. It's got to have a couple of cryptids. It's got to have a team barf team. Got to like wipe past all the villains. Yep. And then there's like sh- like pan up and then zoom into the zeppelin that the team barf team then repels out of. Yeah. Like it's yeah. 
Yeah, okay. We're going to talk about that for 10 more minutes. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 